1: Yo, 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 good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, it could be evening, great day to you, from Andrew Huwu, BC in the booth, and myself, your host, Brandon Marshall of Out, sitting here on SiriusXM Faction Talk, channel 103, guys, I think I nailed my intro for the first time in about two weeks, how did I do, 1 to 10, Andrew, and then we'll see BC probably throw me a low number or something.
2: I'm, I'm going to say there's always room for improvement, but that was a good nine.
1: Yeah, yeah, good nine. I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, I was I was like stuttering over like my SXM, you know, the last two weeks. Just tripping up. What's up? What's up, BC? Where's the hat? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The show <laughs> stops and won't start until BC put on that. hat.
3: <laughs> Where's your hat, BC? <laughs> I ain't it's got like my, he left his shoulder at home. I ain't got my thinking cap on today, man. You know what I'm saying? I replaced it oh. with these headphones. You know. But you know. A good cap in the car.
1: <laughs> anything? Anything interesting happened last night that we we need to talk about? Anything cool in the world? Anything cool in sports? Um.
3: Any-
2: I got a little bit of that Spurs and um OKC game. That was yeah. That was I was good. actually. I haven't been paying as much attention to the NBA this, uh, just yet, but I was shocked to see the Spurs record. They were like 835. Really? I mean, I understand <laughs> they're a young team and they're trying to like build around Wembyamba, but I didn't realize they were that bad.
1: You know what, they're bad, but uh, there's uh, a lot of hope because we keep talking about Wemby, or we were talking about Wemby being, you know, this, this huge, 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 huge uh, prospect and guess what? He's huge. He, uh, pause. Yeah. <laughs> the- Early pause. <laughs> Early pause. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. I mean, you, you got to be happy about that. Look, the trade deadline isn't uh, hasn't come and gone yet, and so there's still opportunity. But I don't think they're 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 they have high hopes about this year. But we don't feel bad. Don't feel bad about not watching the NBA as much uh, thus far. Wow. Uh, the, Bro, the NBA, <laughs> you know what? Let, let me stop. Let me let's stop. Let's, come on, man. Come well, on. Well, y'all man. know how I feel. The NBA don't really get going until March, probably the end of March. Nah. So that's when you really want to start tuning into the NBA. Right now, you just want to pay attention to the highlights. You want to watch some of the big games, premier games. You want to uh, watch the stat book, right? Just so you know, see where the standings are. I watch, you want get I watch every my team. I watch my team. I, you want
3: to watch the Knicks? You got to watch some basketball. Get them. Um, you know, you got to get in there. The season already started, man. What are you talking about? Get him. What are you well, talking about?
1: Well, <laughs> you know what? Oh, but <laughs> that's why, that's why, that's why I almost go ahead.
3: go ahead. No, go ahead, B. Oh, no, no, no. Because I was about to say, um, you know, the season already started when Tristan Thompson out here taking, you know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did he, are you going, on, bro? did he take? What know, did some, he take? What did he
3: take? Some sort of growth hormone or something. He got caught out here getting juiced up. Like, what are you doing? Oh,
1: wow. Okay. And you're like 15? It, I mean, that's shit, guys man. get desperate. Boy, you got child support. Hey, that, and boy, all of that boy
3: used to cheating, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that boy
1: used to cheating. Yo, cheat. cut the show. he been cheating all cheat. his life.
0: That's
3: all he knows.
1: <laughs> oh know. my goodness. You wild for
0: that. Yo, boy.
2: hey, we gotta get the show started. BC gonna set us on the wrong course. Um <laughs> I don't know I don't know if y'all want to go over anything else but I'm ready to get the show started, man. So right now the big this, news in the NFL uh from Wednesday was Jim Harbaugh actually joining the Chargers on a 5-year deal. Harbaugh is coming off a national championship winning season at Michigan. So Brandon, how long until Harbaugh has Mahomes sweating sweating it out in the AFC West?
1: Uh <clears throat> Well, as th- th- soon as the news broke, uh, of them firing. Well, let me, let me be real. Let me stop being trying to be fancy here, man. Mahomes ain't sweating. You think Mahomes, Andy Reid, any of them boys over there thinking about uh, Jim Harbaugh coming into the division? Like, man, Mahomes is different. Mahomes has a mindset, you know, of nothing matters. I'm that guy. Everything through me. He's thinking about how he and Andy Reid and maybe the next coach who may come in if Andy Reid leaves before Mahomes retire. Like, how can we do what Tom Brady and Belichick did? Run the AFC East for 20 20 years. So um, it's definitely going to make it exciting and competitive. We thought that uh, this year uh, or last year, that the AFC West was going to be super exciting with Russell Wilson entering uh, the 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 division, and you already had Justin Herbert there and Brandon Staley. What are they going to do? They made some big moves, got some big names. You already had, already had Mahomes there, and then the, the 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 Raiders out there. What are they going to do? How are they going to show up with Jimmy Garoppolo and those guys, um, or, or Devontae Adams? And so, uh, I, look, this is a this is more about. Let's do this. This is more about the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh than it is about Patrick Mahomes and you know, sweating or anything like that. Jim Harbaugh, this is a great hire. It made a lot of sense. Uh obviously that was it seemed to be the number one destination for all of us talking about it half the year, even when Brandon Staley was still uh holding it down. And then after you know, the season after Black Black Monday. Uh, and there was a lot of coaches out there that we thought could potentially get it, but it made the most sense for Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, uh, he's turned into a Cali guy. I remember his days in in in, uh, in Stanford, at Stanford, excuse me, also with the 49ers. It seems like he's right where he wants to be. Um, I'm excited for Jim Harbaugh. I'm excited for Justin Herbert. But just yesterday, Andrew, we talked about this, we went through the first four or five years, first four years of Justin Herbert's career from, as an individual, statistically. Like, this dude threw for over 5,000. This dude is averaging, what, 45, 4,600 yards a year. That's That might be one of the hottest starts at the quarterback position, statistically, that we've seen. But they're still losing. Why? Joe, Hurt, like if, if sometimes these numbers and what these players do doesn't really matter if you don't have that. And I'm not saying you don't have that, but we saw Joe Burrow come in and be that have the stats, but then have, you know, the, uh, the it to get everybody going.
4: Hell, even
1: uh, Jay even Jalen hurts, even Jalen hurts did it. So, Woo, this is a great hire for the San, I said the San Diego Chargers, the LA Chargers. This is a great uh, uh, spot for Jim Harbaugh, you know, to come in and have all this talent around you and, and potentially, potentially a top tier quarterback, man, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: So speaking about that relationship, right? We have to say that the excuses are going to be over for Justin, right? He, he now has one of the best head coaches in football and next year is a make or break. Is it a make or break year for Herbert? Is it time for him to put it up or shut up? Like, is it, is it time to be traded? He's been there four years. I did the average, his average yards per year is 4,305.
1: I mean, it's hard for that uh, that guy. So, so uh, is it, is it, is is it a, a make or break year for Justin Herbert? The answer is no. I think as a player, he's done his he's done his job, right? Um, you know, the last couple of years the narrative's been Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley is the one that's slowing up this, 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 this organization, uh, this team's, you know, path to their drive to the Super Bowl. So right now, you know, as we stand, the narrative is it's been Brandon Staley going forward on fourth down, not being able uh, to bring it all together. I would say, if they go out there next year, Harbaugh does what he's supposed to do, which he will, and then the defense also do what they're supposed to do, and they still don't get like when I say get it done, like they're not uh, in the playoffs. Then there's going to be talk, and I think it's going to be confusing, right? Because think about it. Look at all the – like, if you rattle off his stats and you just went through what he's averaging per year, just throwing um, just as far as uh, passing yards. But if you really look at it year to year, like, he's done a great job. But what is it that he's missing? And the answer is I, I really can't – I really can't answer that. I really can't. Like, he can make all the throws – He's smart. He's not making dumb decisions. It's not like he's out there like, ah, but why'd you make that throw? He's not doing that. You know, I, I, you know, we went out there two years ago and we sat with a a bunch of the guys, uh, when we get on the go tour, thank you, Andrew, for cutting up all the content for us, you and uh, Manderville, but we go out there and, uh, He's very quiet. He doesn't want to talk. He doesn't like the fame. He's definitely a different guy, but we've seen that before. Andrew Luck was a guy like that, but still was out there getting after it. I mean, he never really got it done, obviously, and ended his career early. May, 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 like we got to look at these quiet guys, these quiet quarterbacks, you know. But they love him out there. But I'm really confused. I'm really confused as to why. Justin Herbert can't do or hasn't done what uh CJ Stroud has done. I'm really confused to why Justin Herbert hasn't done what Joe Burrow has done. I'm really confused as to why he hasn't done what even Jalen Hurts has done. Come in and taking a team from worse to a contender.
2: And you can't even say he doesn't have the weapons. You know, like oh, yeah, he the has thing. the weapons. He has the weapons. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, just listening to everything you're saying, it does feel like and, and I'm speaking from not knowing the history before Brandon Staley. I don't know if he's been with Brandon Staley his entire career, but maybe it could be at that coaching position because you have the running back. You have the receivers. You definitely have the defense because you got Mac and Bosa and you have a, a, a young quarterback who's throwing forty three hundred yards a year. If you can make the playoffs with that, I mean, I don't understand the NFL.
1: Yeah, but it's just sometimes guys just have that it. And that's what I was saying yesterday. And it was a bold statement. We're going to replay it uh, here in a couple of years. And I can't, y'all, you made me go through this game. And this game for everybody who's listening today on Paper Route here on Faction Talk, um, Andrew asked me to pick either CJ Stroud or quarterback that he threw out there. And for me, I I believe I picked C.J. Stroud over everyone. When I say everyone, we didn't have uh, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes in there. But I'm high on C.J. Stroud because he has it. And and we keep saying, what is it? All I know is, man, when I walk in the locker room, there's some dudes I I said, I want to take that dude in my foxhole. I like how he warms up. I like how he uh, he goes through his technique. I like how he plays his position. I like how he talks. I like how he challenges us. Like, there's a couple of guys that you just see in a locker room right away, and that's CJ Stroud. Justin Herbert, for sure, he's a guy, you know, jumps off film, and you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have 1,500 yards this year. But it's like, man, is he going to be the one, you-, you know, like when shit hits the fan where he looks like, think about it. This is what I mean when, it, cause when I said Jay, I also brought up Jalen hurts name recently. There was a moment last year when Jalen hurts had to check AJ Brown. So how do you, how do you keep a really good team on track? Let's say the chargers are a really good team. How do you stay on track leadership and accountability? Hey guys, don't get too don't get too cocky don't get too, you know hey no no big hit let's stay right where we're at right you got got a receiver over here trying to get off track he's forgetting the mission who's going to be that guy that looks that receiver in the eye and say man sit your ass down does Justin herbert have it in him and that is really important because that's the difference between a good team and a great team that's a that's a that's a that's a difference between a team that makes the playoffs every year or a team that wins championships. And a lot of times you have a quarterback, don't always have to yell and scream and do all of that, but you have a quarterback that's respected. Jalen Hurts, look how he walks in a tunnel.
5: Mm-hmm. Look how he
1: walked get out of his out of his car and walks in a game. He looks like a dude that you don't want to F with. That's it's like but he you, you know. Got a point. I, I been, Yeah, yeah Justin Hurts. Justin Hurts looks goofy. You know what,
2: it's not even goofy, you know what he comes across to me as just one of the guys. He doesn't stand out. Like Jalen Hurts stand up because of his like um mystique. demeanor. It's his like demeanor an aura around him. Patrick. Energy his around. leadership. Lamar lead by example. You know, what is Justin Herbert's version?
3: BC, what is that, BC? I was saying Brady looked like was like a nerd though to me. Like he didn't he never came out looking intimidating. Brady, Tom Brady. Walking. No. Yeah, Tom Brady. But he he, he would do this intimidating. His intense not by his walk. He would get into people's faces. When he, you know, not by how he like carried himself, yeah. When he got in the game, you you knew what he could do, but you know, he didn't have that. Yeah, he did. BC, that, that, yeah. BC, I know what, really you know what you know what it was.
1: He wasn't. He wasn't. Tom Brady wasn't worrying about uh, intimidating anybody getting off the bus. It was a process. Tom Brady was showing that he was a supermodel when he was getting off the bus. You know what I'm saying? That's he what, had the different hairstyles. That's what I mean. He was, he was fitted. He was the, he was one of the best dressed and slept on one of the best dressed NFL players <laughs> ever. But when he got off the bus, he was just, he knew them cameras around He was looking cool. And that's, and, that's and you know I mean. what Tom, but hold on, hold on. But listen to this BC. This was, maybe this was Brady's trick. It was like, did, did Superman really look intimidating? Superman didn't, but he had fucking chiseled jaws and, and chin bones, mm-hmm. cheekbones, right? And he was, uh, he said, yo, he said, Ayo. <laughs> but think about, but think about a Superman. He don't look intimidating. He I mean, like Clark really Kent, goofy. Look at the Clark, outfit that he Clark, had
3: on. I mean, as Clark Kent, he's not intimidating, but you see a Superman in the red cape. Yeah, that's That cape
1: was intimidating. Batman's cape was more intimidating yeah, than I would Superman. Batman was, was a definitely
3: way more intimidating, intimidating than Superman, but. I mean, a fly
1: yeah. is intimidating to you. He's oh, flying he around fly. in brief.
3: He's flying around in brief. Man, he has, he no. has powers.
1: No, what it was was he stood out because it's like holy shit. He looked a little different because he got this cape on. But look, he is, and I can say it. I'm, I'm securing my masculinity. <laughs> all Get right, compared. and I'm. Any to each his own. You know, everybody can do whatever. We love everybody. But when you seen Superman, it was like, man, he's like. It was like. This, you, you were attracted to, like, drawn in, like, oh, my goodness, handsome, beautiful guy. And the same thing with Tom Brady. So Tom Brady, an intimidating, intimidation factor was getting off the bus, and everybody's was like, oh, that's Tom Brady. Look at him. Why didn't I think about doing my hair like that? Damn, he changed his hair up already. So he's already in your head. And then guess what? When he comes out to warm-up, he don't smile. This is where he, he turned it on. He was intimidating. He didn't smile. He would just go around shaking everybody's head and go through his routine and then go back in the locker room, put on his Superman cape, that damn Patriot uniform, okay, similar colors. And then when he came out the tunnel, he ran from one Enzo to the next. Okay, but it was slow as hell. What you watched the whole <laughs> that's time. That's saying. It was a 5-1. And then, but then he got right in front of the crowd and he would fist pump. Let's fucking go. And it was like, that was his routine. And, and, and it was like, oh man, that's Tom Brady, right? And so I we, we did all of that Brady to say like, me what does Justin Herbert do? Think about Joe, Joe like, like, what does Justin Herbert do? And, and guys that's tuning in right now, this. this is Brandon Marshall, Andrew, who, Woo, and also BC in the booth. We're talking about uh, the breaking news from yesterday. Um, that's Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh winning a national championship at Michigan, jumping in a portal, the transfer, for, for, transfer is it transfer? Transfer, transfer, portal. Portal, transfer. It. transfer portal. Transfer, transfer portal, but this one was different. He goes from college back to the NFL, and guess who gets him? The Los Angeles Chargers I can't like it just doesn't roll off my tongue still pause like that where it's like Los Angeles Chargers I always think about San Diego Diego Chargers but back to the discussion what does Justin Herbert do you know Joe Burrow Joe Burrow it's like he walks out and he's just cool and it's like oh he's dressed almost like a wide receiver there's a clip of him in in, in pre game warm ups where he's like in the end zone And he throws a ball. It's just pat and go. We call pat and go as the the quarterbacks. Obviously, they're in the middle of the field. And then you have two lines of receiver. You have one on this 40 to one on the other 40. And everybody's like kind of divided. And you just run pat and go. Pat and go is the receivers just jog or stride to catch a little go ball. And he throws this ball. As soon as they release it, he does a spin and don't even look at it. He throws and it drops right in the money, right in a bucket, in a pocket like that. And that's what he does. It's how he intimidates you is by just being cool. Mm-hmm. You know, jo- Joe Flacco was like that. And, you know, even when uh, the kid for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, that ended up leaving and they coming back and winning the Super Bowl, what's his name? Nick Foles. Foles. Nick Foles. Like when Nick Foles was first there and they had Chip Kelly and those guys, he would just stand at the 50 and just launch it in the back of the end zone without even moving. It's like, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness, dude, got a rocket arm. So – Justin Herbert is now paired with Jim Harbaugh. Andrew, you asked the question. I don't think next year is a make-or-break year for him. What I do believe is if he doesn't show well, I'm not going to even say show well because he's going to show well. He's a guy that can throw for over 4,000 yards every single year. That's nothing to him. He's smart. He has a big arm. But, bro, they gave you the money. They went out and got Jim Harbaugh. They got the talent around you for you to deliver a Super Bowl. And if you don't do it this year, then there's going to be some interesting conversations. Nothing like, oh, we need to trade him or he's not this, he's a bust. It's not that, it's, it's going to be more of this like, we do we need to criticize him more? What, what, what is he missing? Same shit that came up for Josh Allen this year. So congratulations to uh, the Chargers. Congratulations to Jim Harbaugh. Uh, The NFL is better having Jim Harbaugh back in. it.
2: Agreed. Agreed. And just I checked the stats. Herbert, when he first came in, he had a coach by the name of Lynn and then Staley for the last three years. So there is potential that maybe Staley just wasn't the right fit. But we're going to move on to another quarterback. Uh, We know that Lamar means a lot to the city of Baltimore, B. But listen to what Cam Newton had to say yesterday about an interaction he recently had involving Lamar and another Ravens all-time legend.
4: Touchdown, Lamar!
1: Listen, I was having a conversation by a native of Baltimore. He was like, Lamar Jackson means more to this city than Ray Lewis.
3: And that's a bold statement.
1: Lamar Jackson is that guy. But damn, when you think about it, this, just shows your age. It's like,
3: damn, over Ray. Are you are you agreeing with it? I have to.
2: I have to. All right, guys. Uh, B, do you agree that Lamar means more to Baltimore than Ray Lewis at this point?
1: Listen, I think it's. Uh, there's probably only one thing that Lamar Jackson can do to be more beloved and cherished and embraced than Ray Lewis. And that's probably when four Super Bowls, Ray Lewis has two. He has to exceed that by multiple Super Bowls to, to, you know, become the guy in Baltimore. So Cam is obviously my buddy, um, but Cam is tripping. Like, has Cam Newton forgot how... Amazing and how loved Ray Lewis is and respected and feared that, you know, Ray Lewis is not only in Baltimore, but in the entire national football community at all levels. There's only a few guys that can go in any city on both sides of the railroad tracks and be embraced. Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis can go anywhere anywhere. And they ain't gonna say nothing to Ray Lewis, not because they fear from they're they're, fear, they're, they're fearful of him. Respect. All they the stuff that you see on the field because they love him. He is America's leader. Yeah, like think about it. That's all he do is lead and give speeches. Yeah, but we way, love Ray Lewis, bro. Think about bro. it. Name a city that you think that he can't go in. You can't name a better so, intro. There's no better intro than well, there's ah. Doc, know, brian man. dawkins was crazy when remember brian dawkins uh bc what, what, what oh, you think about B dogs when he used to crawl come out like wolverine oh yeah 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 nah,
3: yeah, that yeah, was, it's, it's, yeah there's a couple of intros there's a couple of intros <laughs> though yeah that, but yeah I, ray lewis i think has the most iconic though like
2: i think his is the most iconic yeah yeah like, i'm looking that, at brian look, dawkins so,
1: right now so so uh Man, this is an interesting debate. I think, no, that's just Cam. I don't know what Cam was on that day when he, uh, a shout-out to Cameron Newton, uh, fourth and one iconic saga and everything he's doing in the content space. But you're in the content space, and not everything you say is going to be respected or embraced. And this is one of those things that I can't respect or embrace. Ray Lewis is uh, just one of those guys that he's He's a, he's 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 one of the top five faces of the
3: NFL. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. I think he's uh, off on this one right here because that's Ray Lewis, and he's a champion. Uh, Lamar's not a champion yet, so we can't even have can, that can discussion I, until he's in the champion in that bracket. In that bracket until he gets there, but we can't. What are we even talking about? I don't, right. I can, don't I just,
2: get it. can I just push back and ask one question? O.B.? why four in yeah, sure. that three why what four you said four rings and not three because three would put him above ray because you're saying above he needs and beyond. four
1: <laughs> yeah above and beyond there it is like it's not just above you got to go mm-hmm. beyond because it, like and the reason why i said rings your production on the field and what you bring to that organization from a production football standpoint has to far exceed what ray lewis did ray lewis played what 17 years for one organization, Ray Lewis, two Super Bowls. I'm sure he was. Uh, how many times was he Defensive Player of the Year? And, and, and so, like from a production standpoint, you got to do a lot, which is hard to do. It's a big task. He can never touch. It's not even like see now we're comparing because Lamar's doing some amazing things in the community. He's extremely loved as well and beloved. And he's he may be number two right there behind Ray Lewis, but there's not too many dudes in sports all athletes male and female that's that's done what ray lewis has done off the field so we see him in the community so that's one part of it how he gives back and build up the community but the second part is he really is one of those like leaders he's like a he's like a public figure you know what i'm saying so you know there's probably only one guy in the nfl that's done what ray lewis have done in that realm and that's peyton manning and i'm not saying that other guys haven't done more in a community or have a, a a huge reach as well but it's impact some dudes man it's just like that quick story real quick going to the, the pro bowls when i was young back in you know early in my career quickly found out that peyton manning really was the general like he really was that guy that was the general or the sheriff um, I
2: believe it, but zero. he's that
1: guy, he ran everything, everything in a pro bowl ran through freaking Peyton Manning. And then Ray Lewis, what happens when you make it to the pro bowl? And this is what I knew that anybody would run through a brick wall for this guy, the pro bowl. Nobody wants to get hit. We see the product now is now a flag football game and a bunch of other activities, but nobody wants to get hit. That's been the thing. So we go out there and we're young, myself, Jay Cutler, and a bunch of other guys and Ray Lewis is on my team. And so we go in there and Ray Lewis is sitting there and we're like, all right, we're just going to get through it. And Ray Lewis comes in. And he's like, everybody up. And he's like, he gives this speech, but you got to understand, like, it's it's almost like uh the last practice of the year in Buffalo and it's, 10 degrees outside. Nobody wants to F and be there. Okay. We had our fun. We drank our, my ties and our chicken wings poolside. We're done. We're ready to go back home to this across the pond. He comes in and he wants the money. If you win, you get four. At the time it was 40 something thousand. But if you lose, you get 20 something thousand. Now it may be 60 to like 30 or something like that. But uh, the thing is, it's like when you go to the Pro Bowl, that's players opportunity to tell everybody, thank you. I love you. You helped me get here. So majority of these players that make the Pro Bowl, they're taking their wide receiver coach or their quarterback coach. They're taking uh, their receivers with them or a handful of their receivers. They're taking their mom, their dad, their girlfriend, their wife, their kids, you know, mentors, et cetera, et cetera. So that's like the tradition, you take everybody. So you really don't make no money on this trip because everything that you make goes to hotels and travel, et cetera, et cetera. So anyways, Ray Lewis comes in into the locker room, boom. Nobody wants to be there, but he wants the money. So he comes in, but we didn't know it. He comes in and he gives this legendary speech And at the end of it, Jay Cutler and I, just babies in the NFL, look at each other, like, holy shit, let's go win it. This feels like the Super Bowl. And I was so blown away and so inspired that I went out there and played and probably scored a couple touchdowns. And I look up probably halfway through the game, and I'm like, well, where's Ray Lewis? The guy didn't even play. He didn't even strap up his pads. (laughs) He just – it, it, and so when you talk about leadership, think about that. When we talk about some of these quarterbacks and, and I know it's a long story. I think I said it was going to be a quick story, but whatever. We're here. It's radio. Howard Stern does it all the effing time. So if Howard can do it, then uh, you can I mean, do it, it doesn't mean like, no, not really, because he's the legend, but he has the template. So anyways, you know, you, you we look up, bro, and he's not even like dressed and I'm like, holy shit, he really just finessed us so he can get the money. He wanted us to go out there and play at a high level. And that in that moment, I learned how important leadership is and, and the difference from guy to guy. Like, he didn't even play, but he inspired us enough to go out there and play at a high level to go win and also get that money. So when you talk about it with these quarterbacks, whether it's Justin, et cetera, et cetera, that's a huge one. That is a huge one. So, sorry for being long-winded, but we are on the radio with Andrew Woohoo, BC in the booth, on SiriusXM Faction Talk. Whenever it's story time, I always think that you guys would enjoy it. And the reason why that I think that everybody will enjoy it, and I got to get better at my storytelling, I really do. Um, But I think everybody will enjoy it because I enjoy it. When you are a player, like, if you're ever uh, fortunate enough to be around a group of Uh, NFL guys right can't really speak on the NBA guys but if you ever see about four or five dudes you know hanging around it might be at a uh, like a Super Bowl or maybe a Pro Bowl some high school game or whatever it is the first question that they start asking each other is like how was it playing with or tell me about coach that Brandon Marshall did he really say that and, bro, they just, we just get into storytelling. You learn so much. Like, that's why guys have so many stories about Tom Brady because what? Like, damn, you play with Tom Brady? Man, how was is he? Is he? Is he really that cool? Yeah. And so you hear these legendary stories, man. And, you know, I just i love hearing our guys tell stories because these are people that we admire, that we love, that we watch, that we pay to go to games to see. And so getting to know who they are off the field – off the court. It's a special thing. It really is a treat, man. They're interesting characters, but don't be surprised. They're a lot like everybody else. They're super cool, super down to earth, you know, but just in a different, just in a different space of life. So story time with Brandon Marshall. Hopefully we get back to it by the end of the show. But if not, we will continue to talk about all the news. Biggest news of the day right now is Coach Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. But we will move forward to our next topic and- because there's a lot going on in sports.
2: Just one thing to to kind of, uh, I guess, piggyback on the last thing you said there. Um, I've been told, Brandon, that like people like those stories, you know, but especially like I would say young up and coming athletes because it gives them a chance to kind of have a view into what potentially could be the, fu- uh, the future. But I say potentially, uh, and I, and I mean potentially because I also looked up the average person, uh, amount of people to make it into the NFL, 1.6% of college players. So it's a very unique uh, place to be. And that's, that's also right. for the NBA, you know, just to make it there, first of all, is a huge accomplishment, but then to stay and have these conversations. So I completely understand where you're going, but we're going to move on and we're going to get into the main event of this weekend. Chiefs, Ravens, Baltimore. Lamar was asked what he enjoys about competing against Patrick Mahomes, and he had this to say:
1: "I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even—it's a, a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, but it, it's just—I believe it's just two, two, two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe. You know, like a heavyweight fight."
2: like a heavyweight fight. So the answer to every question in this segment we're about to do will be either Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. He feels like this is going to be a heavyweight fight this upcoming weekend. And honestly, I love that kind of rhetoric, you know, just putting it out there like it's going to be a fight. So B, who needs a faster start in this game? Mahomes or Lamar? Oh, hold on. B, I can't hear you. One second.
1: BC. Sorry about that. Sorry about oh, that. Sorry. Uh, that was on me. I had it on mute. My bad. No worries. Uh, Mahomes needs a faster start. Here's why. He's riding momentum. This team, they're not, they're not. They're not that. Matt Patrick Mahomes is that. Has have some play, players that can make some plays. Obviously, we know, what the, we know what the defense is, but when I say that, they're not what they were the last five, five, four, four or five years where they can score at will any single moment. The thing that's saving them is Coach Spags and that defense and then Patrick Mahomes being able to say, you know what, it's time to go to another level postseason. It's go time. Game, Travis Kelsey, yourself. Travis Kelsey, he hasn't he, he, he is this the same Travis Kelsey from two three years ago. So we also know this team has been be, dropping balls. To, so when you ask the question about like who needs to start fast, it's it's, it's him because they're coming off momentum. They need to be able to feel that in the first quarter, second quarter. And if that happens, there's gonna be a problem. Because now you're talking about Mojo. Now you're talking about, like, man, we were just riding the wave. They're on a wave right now. Baltimore and Lamar, they've been the same the whole year. They're like the, they were like the Philadelphia Eagles last year in the first half of the season. Just smooth sailing. Even when it gets tough, guess what? They never shook. They never rattled. So they can be in tough games. They've already proven they can be in tough games. And so he don't have to start fast because he's like, you know what? I'm okay. It's it's our year. Look at the last – the, the what, what game was it? Look at the last game they played against Houston. The first half. Was it 10-10? Yeah, it was I believe. 10-10. Was it 10-10 throughout the first half pretty was, much?
2: Yeah. Houston didn't score in the second half though.
1: I know, but – in those type of moments, especially immature teams, you don't you don't really understand how powerful each minute is. So, like young teams, immature teams, and experienced teams, like they feel like you got to win the game in the first quarter. And Pete Carroll, when I played for the Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll used to always say this, and you'll hear him in his speeches when they win. You know, this was this legend. It actually, it happened. It was a viral moment this year after a big game. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, um, they're in the locker room. And he asked this question, and they see Pete Carroll hype and running around. They're like, oh, this is a viral moment. He just came off the top of his dome with this. No, Pete Carroll says this after every single win. Can you win a game in the first quarter? And everybody in the locker room, coaches, players, support staff, health, the owners in there, they're going to say, no. Can you win the game in the second quarter? No. Can you win the game in the third quarter? No, can you win the game in the fourth quarter? And everybody just starts screaming and running, yeah! Like that's all Pete Carroll wanted. And most coaches it's like, yo, just get us, keep it close. And then we'll separate in the fourth quarter or they're going to F it up. And so um, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, they've been doing that all year. They know exactly who they are. Uh, it, it's something special when you are consistently winning in the national football league, because when you're in those tough moments, I I can't, I can't describe it. I've been here before maybe three or four times in my 13 year career where I'm sitting there and it's like, we're down by two scores, but it doesn't matter. I know, I I know we'll, we'll find a way. Brian Urlacher is going to pick the ball off. Peanut is going to punch the ball out. Uh, Lance Briggs is going to put his hat on the ball. Uh, the ball gonna come out. Somebody going. Julius Pepper gonna pick it up. He gonna get it back to us. Jay Cutler gonna hit me on a nine route. Boom. Now we one score down with eight minutes to go, and now we're right there. They'll, they'll make them go three and out. There's been so many moments like that, bro. When you're on a really good team and you ride in a wave, and you had a momentum where you don't even see it. So me- even 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 in the even in the instances where it's twenty eight to three, Tom Brady and the Patriots.
2: Yeah. Don't matter. Find a way. A, that was a nasty comeback. I do have to push back a little bit. You know me and my stats, B. So I Come looked at last week's game. Going into the third quarter, Kansas was down thirteen seventeen. So I don't know if Mahomes necessarily need to start hot. He came back. The defense played, did their thing.
1: Yeah. Listen. But that's but who did they play against? Buffalo. It really and it really good Buffalo team. Like Buffalo Buffalo had the momentum say, uh, going into who, the who half. The, yeah, who was the hottest team coming into the po, in the postseason? I think you it know, was Buffalo. They were on a wave too. But guess what? It wasn't Lamar Jackson, or Baltimore Ravens. Think about this. Did we see who did, was it was it Buffalo that blew out the 49ers, Woo? Was it Buffalo that blew out the Detroit Lions, woo? Was it Buffalo that blew uh, blew out the Miami Dolphins, woo? No, no, no. It was not. Who was it? It was Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. That's who it was. Don't play with them boys. Not this year. Not this year. Every year is different. Not this year. You can't play with them. What they say, you fuck around, you're going to find out. That's the mathematics. <laughs> that's the mathematics. Right. <laughs> Let's move forward then. Whose weapons do you trust There's, more? There's hold on, hold on. There's a, a meme out there, not a meme, but a little viral video where a lady—I'm I'm sure y'all saw the one. She like someone asked like a question, like, "How do I get here?" Or she's telling directions. And she's like, "All right, you you're gonna go up here, go right, then go left, and then when you go this way, that's when you're gonna sir, You're gonna find out. You don't fuck with me right here." <laughs> <laughs>
2: I didn't see that meme. I only seen I the one with the guy too. doing the math problem. Mm.
1: Oh, that was a good one. That was, the, that that, was the He's
2: goaded for that. But um, whose weapons mm. do you trust more between Mahomes and Lamar? You got Kelsey. You Lamar, got Pacheco. Lamar,
1: Lamar, Lamar. Lamar, mm. don't waste your time. Go ahead. Go don't ahead. If you want to do it? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Who? I was just going to name a few.
2: Just going to name a few. I mean, it's not like Mahomes got a lot of weapons.
1: Who's going to be the MVP of the Super Bowl? Y'all remember what I said? OBJ. OBJ. Oh, you could have given me a second. OBJ. OBJ. Listen, OBJ, you know, he's not in his prime. But I'm telling you, something special about big players and big games. We even seen it last year in the Super Bowl with OBJ. Or two yeah, years ago, excuse me, with yeah, well, OBJ. He was going to be MVP if he ain't, uh, tears ACL. So you got OBJ. You got Zay Flowers. And Aguilar, and Same likely Aguilar I don't think you that, that, I don't think
2: you know likely is that man like like he got it bro, that's likely right that's is right nice and,
1: and then don't 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 forget like their running game they figured out their running game too
2: yeah didn't and they you cooked?
1: add Dalvin Cook so uh, you know the one that excites me the most is really OBJ because as a player you dream of these moments and that's why you always see like it's like damn like. Kevin Durant or a, you know, Ray Allen or, you know, even LeBron's of the world, et cetera, et cetera. Like they just find a way to make a play. They find a way to make a play. And so it's a mindset thing. Uh, It's a talent and guys like OBJ, man, don't be surprised. And and he may not have like 150 yards, but it could be third and 13, got to have it moment. Mm-hmm. And OBJ makes that play. Justin Jefferson, you drop back, you throw it up. He got three guys on him. He finds a way to catch the ball. He just happens to, you're just going to catch that ball in this moment? Yep. That's what I do. So I trust the Baltimore Ravens weapons more. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson, weaponing himself, obviously. And we're talking about the receivers, running backs, and tight ends. Nah, I trust Baltimore, bro.
2: I'll be honest, man. I wouldn't even be mad at LBJ if he had that, if he had a similar day to like what Randy Moss did back in the day, the three
1: catch game. Oh, what was it, 100 something yards, three Bro, touchdowns three or something? Three touchdowns,
2: 163 yards, three receptions. That's insane. Because wow. as soon Bet as you say he's going to have a great game, but not be like, you know, I'm not expecting him to have like nine targets, seven catches just because of the status of his career, but three wicked catches. Uh, a couple, uh, maybe a hundred yards and two TDs. There's potential there. There's potential there. But let's talk. Let's switch to the other side. Let's not talk so much offense. Who do you think will be helped more by their
1: defense, Mahomes or Lamar? Mah- Mahomes. Agreed. Yeah, Mahomes, and, and that's going to be the scary part. Is really Spags. You know, like this is where Spags' experience uh, is really going to help out this team if they want to win uh, this game spags has to have one of his best coaching days you know and and coaches like this they'll do the same thing all year and they're studying what everybody else is studying as well so every week we get a a book and we go through you know the scouting report and we we, that's what we're studying all week It's, it's probably hundreds of pages what are they doing on third down? What are they doing on third down and two to three, which is third and short? What are they doing on third and medium, five to six? What are they doing on third and long? And it's not just like what they're doing, but we'll break it down and say 70% of the time, 85% of the time on third and short, it's one press in this front. What about if it's third and short in the fourth quarter? So everybody's studying studying this and a really good play call is how you build out your play sheet mm-hmm. is you go and you look at it and say, okay, well, it's third and short. And then that's why you see them coaches grab that 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 uh, sheet and they start looking at it. They'll go to a third and short column. So they go to third and short, and then they have their top plays for third and short. And that they're, they're 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 thinking, but they're really not thinking because they already did the work throughout mm-hmm. the week, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna get to the point here. So, boom, it's third and short. You know, offensive coordinator, you know, picks it up, picks up that sheet, and they go and they say, okay, I'm going to call this play, right? Then I'm going to call that play, right? So that's how they're able to get those plays in fast. And then once you get a feel of the game, the really good coordinators can throw that sheet and they can just feel the game. There's a difference between a uh, play creator, guys who can say, oh, this is a great concept, and they draw it on the board. And a difference than uh, someone who can play, who can call the plays. Because there comes a moment where you just gotta, you gotta feel the game. And you go with the flow. You throw that shit out. Even players be like, coach, I'm telling you right now, call this play right now. Not to, not next drive, but right now it's open. You see OBJ hit that stutter. Eh, eh, then take off. And then he feels, and says Touch, touchdown. Right? So I say that to say that specs. Knowing that they know his trends, what he likes to do, when he likes to blitz, what he likes on the fringe, tight red, red, he's gonna to have to throw some wrinkles in there. He's gonna have to. Th- this is the game we throw the wrinkles in. That's why we always see like, and you get these these famous plays. You know what was it? The Philly special. Oh my goodness, we were working on the Philly special all year just for this moment. They literally have plays and packages that they have in the side waiting for these moments. So Steve Magnolia is going to have to take those special plays those that special package that they've been working on since training camp going back to July and say this is the time to call it and he has to fill it he has to fill it
2: hey b i got to honestly tell you bro we need to make like 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 meme cartoons out of your storytelling <laughs> Because like, I can see Spag there with the paper. I can see OBJ yelling on the sideline, jumping up and down. <laughs> we need to make cartoons out of some of your stories. But I actually have one question to follow up what you just said about Spag. Do you know who Mike McDonald is?
1: Yeah. You do? No. <laughs> who is he? Yeah, if you ask him about players, I don't know names like that. Who you ask?
2: See, that's why I ask. So he's the DC for Baltimore. And he's only been doing it for two years. Oh,
1: he's about to get out of there. Oh, Coach McDonald. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's about to. Who are they? Who are they saying is going to hire him? Not Tennessee. Tennessee mm-hmm. got their guy. Who's open? at Atlanta. He may not be there uh, much longer. But go ahead. What, what, what are you are we telling me?
2: Well, I'm just saying that, like you, you. I mean, we know Spag. We see that there's been a huge change on the defense this year. And they're going up against a defense where we don't even know the D.C.
1: So. No, 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 no. Yes, I hear you there, but, you know, shit, like, you're right. And even a name, like, this just doesn't jump out like that for me. But just a week ago, two weeks ago, uh, it seemed like he may be it uh, out after this year. Uh, he may get a head coaching job, maybe. I think Is it okay. the Carolina Panthers, maybe? But anyways, no, this guy has done a phenomenal job, and he is one of the reasons why this defense is now uh, back in that space top five. Like RG3 was there for a couple of years with Lamar Jackson. I jumped on RG3's podcast two days ago, and we were talking about some of these same things, and I asked him about the defense. He's like, look, our defense when I was there was like 9, 10. Now they're top three in certain categories, top five in almost all. And he is one of the reasons for that. So, yes, he, he may not have the name that, you know, I, I, you know, just you say I remember or other people. But no, this dude is uh, he's special.
2: OK, just trying to challenge the uh, the question, you know, like is his experience and the lack of. Um, but like you said, you know about him going to a head coaching position. So there's probably something there I'm not seeing. I don't have all the stats in front of me.
1: So no, so this is uh, this is what really good organizations do. So it's not his defense; it's the Baltimore Ravens defense. This is why you see. So hold on, you know, Are you Jim Harbaugh
2: system, and he's just coming into it?
1: Yes. So okay. um, here's some cool information. Uh, your team is the Giants, right? Absolutely. The, the Giants don't have a defense. So often try to bring team. that there. So, the Giants, whoever is the defensive coordinator, whether when Spags was there, is his defense. Wink Martindale, it's his defense. And obviously now he's out. The Baltimore Ravens, they have a defense. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they have a defense. The Chicago Bears, they had a defense for 20 something years, 20 years. Okay. So, what I mean by that is Ozzy. These are these legendary stories, you know that not all of us have access to. But Ozzy, uh, the general manager, retired a couple of years ago. Whatever, he was the one to implemented the defense. So when it, when they wanted somebody that had that that Ravens uh, blood, and they thought could fit what they're doing, sit down and say, "This is our scheme." They take that scheme, and now they have to just be uh, their creativity have to come out. When you call everything I just talked about, right? But no, this is how we do it. We're we're three, four, four, three. This is what we do here. Okay, so that's why guys like this uh, come in have success because they have the players Aussie in and that, in that organization always su- surrounded uh, these defensive coordinators with them with the, with a lot of talent, and they just believe in what they believe in. So if you really look at it, a lot of these defensive coordinators go on to be you know, head coaches, but this system is built for them.
2: Mm. So let me ask you then, between Mahomes and Lamar, who comes up bigger in the fourth quarter and if there is a possibility, the OT?
1: Yeah, Lamar don't want to be in that situation, right? Like Lamar needs to, he needs to strike fast and often. Like, you don't want to do that against a guy like that. How many times have we seen Patrick Mahomes in those type of uh, scenarios and always finds a way to make a play? So I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Like Pat, That's what makes Patrick Mahomes special. That's why they're in this position. not just fourth quarter overtime. The dude said, oh, it's playoff time. Let me turn it on. Oh, y'all thought what? It's go time. And look what he's doing. He's been in the clutch mode, Brady mode. For four or five weeks. So now you talk about fourth quarter. You talking about uh uh maybe overtime. Ooh. We going to be saying what? Boy, that Patrick Mahomes, he back there. And then we might be coming in here, BC, like, yeah, he is the GOAT. Like, <laughs> Give him the GOAT already, like, damn. Think about it, because that was the question. Can he win on the road? Oh, my goodness. Big question mark. He checked. Now, oh, my goodness. Now he gets himself, this team, this team into the Super Bowl?
3: What? I mean.
2: That's like LeBron bringing the 2006 or whatever Cavaliers to the finals. (laughs) Probably. That's a
3: good one. (laughs) What are you going to say, BC? No, I was just saying, like, Mahomes, the the only thing that's concerning me about them is they're not winning, like, in convincing like they're not running away. They're like coming back or barely winning, you know, a field goal like the touchdown here, whatever. So that's the only thing that I'm like, damn, what what when's the week where the magic runs out? You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, damn. I get you. Got but hit. that
1: but that but BC, don't you think that is the magic though? For like you you, you that, know, you've been around
3: is the magic. for a minute and, Okay. But I'm saying the magic runs out. That one does week, it, you know what I mean? No, I'm just saying, when is the, when is it going to be that week? That's what I'm worried about because they're not winning in that, you know, convincing fashion of like dominating the Chiefs. Like you're looking at them like, damn, there. you know what I mean? I'm seeing that kind of with Baltimore, you know what I mean? Like how they're winning. I don't, I'm not seeing it with Kansas City, so it's a little concerning to me as far as how this is going to end up. You know what I mean? Right, right, like, right, right, it, right. Just, I
1: mean. The the first thing I think about when you say that is like when did MJ's magic run out? When did Kobe's magic run out? You know what I'm saying? Like,
2: it's good questions.
1: And, and, I think LeBron's I, magic kind of ran the out. The answer, the answer to me is that, well, what, what we talking about is clutch in those moments. You know, like grinding out, not winning in hot fashion. But now, you know, those superstars gotta they gotta stand up. But it's like when they're old and done, when they're done. But like Mahomes, he's still in his prime, BC.
3: No, but so I, I don't mean I, the magic run out total. I'm just, I just mean like I know right what you now in the micro sense of like this season. You know what I mean? Like they're not winning <laughs> like that. I've, I'm, Mahomes, I think he's going to win more rings. I'm just talking about like my concern with them right now is like y'all are not winning convincingly. So I'm kind of worried that you may not, you may. Go and then get outdoled by Lamar and them. You know what I mean. So that's why. For sure. I don't that's know. a fair
2: judgment. Well, guys, let's ask the last question, which is: the Vegas odd makers predicted are are predicting a Baltimore twenty four twenty win. B, what's your score?
1: A Baltimore twenty four twenty win. Yep. It's in Baltimore. Huh. <sighs> Twenty four twenty Vegas odds maker defensive game, but you have some firepower on the offensive side. Both sides, man, I feel like that. I I'm I'm going to take the over. I you know, I like the Baltimore Ravens by four, but damn, look what they did to the 49ers. Prime time, big game, game of the week, the Detroit Lions. The Miami Dolphins, bro. Like it's the same type of game.
3: Yeah, convincing. I, I,
1: I'm taking it over. I'm taking it over. I see Baltimore with 28 points. Uh, tw- it's 28 points. Um, 28, 24. Mm, 20, 24. 28, 24. Yeah,
3: 28, 24. I'm
1: taking the over.
3: Yeah, I see a similar score, but I, I don't know. I feel like Baltimore might get into that little 30, 32-point range, something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what I feel too, BC. I'm feeling like a 30-piece. A feeling piece. the highest score? Yeah. I'm feeling the 30-piece for Baltimore Ravens, but I think the safe safe bet may just 28-24. We take the over. I just take the over. If they're at 24-20, maybe the bet this week is just take the over. Put your money on that. Right
2: So we're going to go ahead and touch on the NFC Championship uh, game with our favorite game. What's the word? So let's start with some big news around the game. What is the status of Debo for Sunday? He didn't practice Wednesday, so what's the word? The Niners are blank if Debo isn't Debo.
1: Fucked. Mm. <laughs> that's a good one i've been one. cursing, I've been a, cursing a lot lately man <laughs> that is it i mean you need everything going against the detroit lines these guys are like zombies they're biting kneecaps they're doing whatever it takes they're scratching <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're doing whatever it takes to get a win man they're a really scrappy team feisty team with a lot of juice but they're really good right and so you now don't have You know, we keep saying Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, but what makes them dynamic is them two together, the misdirection. Like, damn, you got to watch Debo and you got to watch McCaffrey. One's running to the right, one's running to the left. What does that do to your secondary? What does that do to your linebackers? It opens up so many different holes. So, um, yeah, it's not going to be good for them if they don't have Debo Samuels. Even if if you have Debo Samuels and he's not, like, above – 82 85 percent it's still bad he can be out there and still bad you need everybody full throttle right now
2: yeah at this point in the season i agree so we're gonna move on we got jared Goff next uh he's going against arguably the best defense in football so what's the word Goff will be blank against the niners defense
1: man Jared Goff against the Niners defense going to be Jared Goff. Um, Jared Goff, he really has his offense down. This is what I was trying to say the other day. um He's a, he he is that game manager. I know Cam has really created a a conversation that we we we're, we're like leaning into every single week since, but. He is, a, he is the ultimate game manager now. And when you think about Jared Goff, you don't really put him in a bucket of a guy that is so smooth, so efficient, how he progresses through the offense and gets to where he's supposed to go, whether it's the one the two or the check down right away. But he is that smooth. This is his offense. He has it. He has mastered this offense, right? So I don't see Jared Goff going out there making too many mistakes. So I would say Jared Goff is going to be Jared Goff. He's going to be really smooth. Whatever you give him, he's going to take.
2: And I I actually think Goff has a a strong chance, man, especially being already – he already made it to the big game. Purdy hasn't. But we're, we're going to actually ask our last question here on Purdy, who was actually knocked out of the NFC Championship game just one year ago, and that loss came to the Eagles in Philly. So what's the word? Purdy needs to be blank for Niners to win this Sunday.
1: Purdy needs to, again, Purdy needs to be Purdy. Sorry if this is a boring answer for for everyone, but Purdy needs to be Purdy. Like, you're in the NFC Championship. How did you get here? Just do that. Just do that. Don't change anything. The time that you woke up, you know, like your routine of waking up on the uh, uh you know, game day, home game day, do that. What did you what do you eat? Are you uh uh they, they serve as a damn same food, the same boring ass food at these hotels when we go <laughs> baked chicken, you got spaghetti, you got the the tomato sauce, the bolognese sauce, the
2: basic cake, salmon.
1: <laughs> Bro, so, it's so basic, this food. It's the same thing, every single team, every single hotel. But whatever it is that you eat on game day, eat that. When you get to the stadium, how you walk in, who you walk in with, do that. How you dress, do that. Don't say it's the NFC Championship. Let me go make a statement. Let me go be cool. No, 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 no. Don't go buy a new suit. Don't do that. Go get in your closet, pull that out. Do the same thing. With If the game starts at... You know, four o'clock. What I'm just throwing again. The you know, I don't know what time the game so Say it's four o'clock. You you originally arrive at uh, eleven fifteen. Arrive at eleven fifteen. What's the first thing you do when you get in the locker room? You take off all your stuff. You put it up, and then you go get in a hot tub. Then you go into the training room, and then you you get the tissue worked on. You get stretched out. Then you put the do the same thing. Purdy needs to be Purdy. That's what needs to happen, and they will be in position.
2: So, B, let me actually challenge you here, because I know sometimes how you like to answer. So I'm going to request that you give me the name and then the explanation, okay? All right. So all right, we're right, talking right, about right. the NFC title game. Who There's a – first of all, there's a lot of stars on both sides of the ball, right? Who is the NFC Championship MVP? Name first, explanation after.
1: NFC Championship MVP? MVP. All right,
2: it's a lot of game. It's a lot of stars. I mean,
1: well, I, I was thinking about Hutchinson, uh, the defensive end. Um, Is MVP? You got you got big trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple okay. sacks, strip, fumble, something like that. Maybe even. Yeah, um, I thought you would go like a receiver, a quarterback, but yeah. I can see that. You got Trent. I no, I haven't given you the name yet, but you got Trent and then Shanahan's gonna do a great job there. Uh here's you want the name first and then explanation. Okay. Um Jared Goff is the easy answer. Jared uh, Goff. Not
2: even McCaffrey? Uh
1: well That's no the because easy I'm, answer basically basically me picking uh me picking uh, Jared Goff is me picking the Detroit Lions to win. Oh, I see what you're saying. And 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 it's just like, you know, I'm a I'm I just like you know, I kind of like betting, you know, but I'm I'm the type of guy that's gonna bet 20, 25 bucks. I ain't going nothing crazy. It's just like it makes the game, it does. I see I get betting now. Like it makes it fun. I'm in the commissioner's booth last year and I got like a ticket. I put, you know, probably like a couple hundred dollars down, but I I'm I'm like four six leg parlays. This hits first score. You can win 50,000. Like, I'm sitting there and I got like three. I need one more to hit. So it's like it's really engaging. So I'll take my 25 bucks and put it on. Um, I'll probably put a hundred bucks, probably more than that, like 100, 150 bucks down on uh, the Detroit Lions to win, bro. Like, and and Jared Goff will be smooth. I don't see uh, their defense in anybody on that side, Hutch. Uh, having a huge game, you know, and then offensively, right? It, Jameer G- Gibbs can go crazy too, but I'm going to go with Jared Goff.
2: Okay. That's a fair answer. Now the final question here is what is that score B? I think you said, t- uh, I'll double check 28, Baltimore, twenty-eight twenty-four 24 Baltimore. So what's going to happen in the NFC?
1: taking an under in the NFC um, I like I like I like this score I like the score uh, from the AFC side you know Vegas have them at 24-20 uh, that's that's what feels right on the NFC side I'm gonna go 24-20 and it's going to be the Detroit Lions 24-20 why such low scoring games? Scheme, matchups, defense. And also uh, nervousness, uptight. Now, those first 15 is going to tell us everything. Who's going to be aggressive? What they're trying to do. You know, it's like it's a it's the first couple of rounds, like how we approach the first 15 plays in the game is we're testing things. And, you know, it's like a fighter out there, you know, you know, just filling it out, right? Mm-hmm. So that first 15 will definitely tell us if, who's scared, nervous, feeling good, um, you know, want to be aggressive with their thinking. So we'll see it. But I think that can, can, can Kyle Shanahan be a little nervous. I've been here before. What the hell is going to happen if I don't win the Super Bowl this year? So uh, I want to go for on a fourth down, but no, just put it away. Put it away. Mm-hmm. Field goal, field goal. T- no, you got to take this shot. So, it's Dan Campbell, point. Dan, you think Dan Campbell's going to be scared?
2: Hell no. Yeah. He's going to have <laughs> a vein <laughs> out the side of his neck the size of, like, a remote.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with a big dip. With a big dip, in.
2: Yeah, with a big dip in the bottom lip. Hey. All right, well. Hey, he said, hey, dip, bro. Dip. Dip <laughs> with a P. <laughs> <laughs> Not a pause. Um, so, you know, guys, we love to partner with people and all week we've been telling you about our mobile one, uh, behind the drive series. And our latest guest is one of the best shutdown corners in the NFL and a budding superstar in Denver. Here's a little taste of our conversation with the Broncos, Patrick Sertain.
5: thing about driving is just like the calmness of the ride just enjoying you know every mile you take you know just looking at the scenery and like every day when I wake up you know in Colorado I see the mountains for me being from South Florida and come to Colorado and seeing mountains you know instead of beaches it just sort of helps me understand that there's more things to life and just exploring the world while driving in a car at a moment of time, I think it's pretty great. Colorado is like a very beautiful place. It's like authentic to its nature. I always look at the mountains while I'm driving. Um, it makes me feel like a sense of clarity. Like when you look at the mountains, this sort of gives you like a relief, like a like a moment. You know how beautiful it is. And you look at it and it's like, man, I could be anywhere else, you know what I mean? But I'm just glad I get to see the world, what the world has to offer. You know, it's a dope, dope feature to have every day to wake up to. Well, how we managed to turn the season around was, I think from the jump, it started with our leadership. And uh, obviously, we got great leaders around us. You know, me, Justin Simmons, Kareem, Russ, uh, Court. And when you got guys like that around, I just think it builds the utmost confidence, no matter what you go through, because I just think we locked in with our habits, you know, our practice habits, um, meeting habits, film study habits. Then next thing that we looked up, and we just kept winning and winning. Some words of advice, you know, I give to anybody. You know, the main thing is to stay steadfast and stay focused on your goals and your aspirations. Because I believe once you focus on those, that'll help you propel you to different levels. And that's that's some of the things I learned. Uh, obviously, sitting at 1-5, it wasn't a start we didn't want to have, but, you know, once I seen guys rally together and understand, man, like, we still got a long season ahead of us, that's just simple as that. And everybody just locked in and bought into the process. And, and they say, no, we went on the win streak, started winning games, and everybody, mojo and confidence, went back up. One thing that happened when we were seen that 1-5 was just speaking positive affirmation, um, not only from within, but throughout everybody around. And that creates great habits. You know, through those times, I think it was just the greatest times because we found our true selves and uh, what type of team we wanted to be. Over the course of the years, I believe with this organization, you know, I feel like it's always been led by the defense. Since I've been here, I had great veterans on the defense side of the ball. You know, Josie Jewel, Kareem Jackson, uh, Justin Simmons, you know, those guys. And, um, you know, when we started the season, you know, as bottom tier of ranked defenses, I just felt like it was just a matter of time before we turned things around and that's what happened. I don't think adversity is a bad thing. I think it brings the best out of you. And once you look at it that way, um, I think you'll be able to handle adversity the best way possible. You know, I feel like God gives adversity to his toughest soldiers, and I believe, you know, facing adversity, you find your true self. When you mention adversity, I believe, like, this truck describes that you could take it through the toughest times, through snowstorms, through, you know, heavy thunderstorms, and it, it will stay durable. You know, when you face life hardships, the only person you got is yourself. And when I think about this Denali truck, And as it goes through certain environments, certain conditions, it stays durable. In a human perspective, dealing with adversity, I think if you come out durable and come out the same, you can't steer you no wrong.
2: All right, guys. So make sure you catch more with Patrick Sertain and other content with I Am Athlete and Mobile Ones Behind the Drive. You guys can check that out on YouTube. So moving forward, we're going to get back to our game, what's the word? Brandon, you're going going to complete the sentence with the best word, right? So let's start with the crazy situation in Milwaukee. Giannis told reporters yesterday that he was surprised by Adrian Griffin's firing and wasn't involved in the decision. So what's the word? Giannis saying he was surprised by Griffin being fired is oh B. I think you might have muted
1: yourself. Yeah, my bad. I, it, I, I actually want to hear. I actually want to hear BC's uh, uh word to this. Oh man, first, and Me then too. I want to go. My word
3: for this is cap. His cap. His cap. Man, listen. Giannis, you knew. You definitely had the influence. Even if he didn't directly say he wants him gone, he gave him the old. You know, you give him the look after practice. You see the GM. You see somebody just giving him the look like, "Mm, eh." you know, body language. (laughs) You know what I mean? The body language. The body language spoke. Like, they they, they knew, they knew that it wasn't going to be it. And you wasn't going to be, you wasn't happy with the coach. So I, I'm I'm calling cap on this for sure.
1: Yeah. I would say uh bad look. Uh, it's a bad look on Giannis, right? Because we love Giannis. Um, and we know how powerful Giannis is on the court and off the court. So for you to come out and say that you didn't know um, everyone is saying cap, right? So it's a bad look for for Giannis because you don't want people going out there saying, Yo, he's lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could have came out there and just said, Look, um, definitely was aware of 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 some of the things as a franchise player. You know, they 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 run things by us. And and you know, what I said was whatever you guys think is best for the organization. Um, you know, so yes, I, I was aware, but at the end of the day, the owner the general managers have those, you know, they make those decisions. Yeah. So you you brought yourself into the situation, acknowledging that as the, the one of the faces of the NBA and definitely the face of this team, maybe the best player in the NBA, yeah, they of course they're going to run everything by me, every single move. Who the hell are they hiring for the, damn, the next ball boy they got to run it by me? <laughs> so you acknowledge it, but you still shift it all the responsibility back to the general managers and the
3: owners. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's, that's, you don't sit there and try to say, oh, I didn't know. Like, they brought him in to appease you. They traded for Dame to appease you. Right. You know what I mean? So, to get you to re-sign that extension and all of that stuff. So, that's, that even the GM coming out and trying to say that they didn't run it by their players and they just did it. That's cap too, like. Bro, you're not going to make you're not going to make a decision that could alienate your superstars.
1: No, but I like that though, BC, cuz that's that's exactly what I was about to say. Cuz I didn't hear what they said, but they should have protected Giannis. And that's how you don't you think that's how you protect your players by going out there and saying no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Giannis is a player. He plays, we make those decisions. Now, obviously you're not going to come out that aggressive cuz everybody knows that you do run this by your players. All right. But I think it's the organization's job Uh, it's to protect their players and they could have done a better job
3: with this. Yes, definitely.
2: Can can I just push back a little bit? Meaning that, am I the only one that feels like there's like slight moments where you see that Giannis isn't the super nice guy that we think he is? I see moments like that.
1: I mean, no, no, no. That's business, bro. Fiery. No, no, no. Giannis is a great no. Meaning person. that, like he has, a, he has a little engaging. evil streak to where he's no, gonna that's, that's lie and say, no, say that's, no, business. that's not
3: evil. I don't think it's that's
1: not evil. evil. That's know. not evil. That's business. That's listen. Yeah, he's yeah. not getting it done, and we've seen those moments. No, he is uh, with Giannis. It done, we've seen those moments with Giannis after big games or when they lost the championship, and how he responded to that, and everybody loved it, and he him saying. Look, I'm not signing a uh, an extension here until that 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 that, right? Like we've seen him stand on business. Right. And so this is just Giannis standing on business like and I we talked about it yesterday it's like yo if if Dame and, and Giannis isn't happy with this sitting at number 2, it's okay. And guess what? That's the right move. Because if your players aren't happy and, happy and comfortable, then the product on the, on the court eventually is going to suffer. suffer. Mm-hmm. Or in those moments where we need to rally around each other and lean on our chemistry and continuity to get us through a bad phase of the season, it ain't going to be there because why? You don't you don't believe in what this coach is selling you. Or you're not going to even believe in this play that he sketched up when it's 10 seconds left on the clock. Got to have it moment. And it's like, all right, this is what we're going to do man, they're going to slap that damn pad out of their hand and say, we running this. So it was the right decision if Giannis – it was the right decision because Giannis and Dane didn't like it. And, and I don't think, Wu, that it was um, an evil streak. I just think that it's Giannis standing on business.
2: I get you. And I, by no means did I mean that to sound like he was a bad person, but what I'm saying is like – like kinda like how you need to be a little aggressive in this game. You right, right, I mean? right. I mean like I, I just don't see him as like the Disney character is what I'm saying. No, nah, he's But a we're gonna guy. move on. But hold on. So hold now on. One one that we point. one point. Go one, ahead. Let
3: me make a, a point real quick though. Like Go ahead. Go I ahead. do think that it was a little bit shady of him though, just because you advocated and co signed for him to come in uh, over another coach. You know what I mean? Like they were gonna hire Nick Nurse and he was like, No, I want this guy. So you, they brought in the guy you wanted, and you allowed him to just get fired in six months. Yeah. So I think that was a little, a little messed up. But even whatever.
2: remember when he was getting subbed out, and he told Adrian Griffin, "I'm not getting subbed out," and just walked back in the game. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like, like there's no respect there. No respect there. there. <laughs> oh
2: man. But anyways, guys. So we know Jim Harbaugh now is the Chargers head coach. Um. But there is still four open coaching positions, Washington, Carolina, Atlanta, and Seattle. Bill Belichick still has not found a new home. So what's the word? Bill should feel blank about his options.
1: He he should feel good um, because he he doesn't have to coach this year as well if if the situation isn't perfect or set up to his liking. So I think the Falcons is the destination but I can't understand why it's taking so long because you were literally going through every inch of the building and every aspect of the business and the team. And it's like, all right, well, who's going to have the final say on this or who's in charge of this, or, you know, I can see Bill Belichick literally interviewing everybody in the building, you know, cause they want to know, well, what are you going to do? If you're the head coach, well, give me two days and I'll let you know. Cause I want to sit down with the head of PR. I need to have my people look at the head of PR because there was what happened when y'all drafted that guy? How did that information get out? There was leaks. There's leaks in the building. I can see Bill Belichick with his damn plumbing hat on right now finding the leaks.
3: <laughs> For
1: real. You <laughs> feel <Refill> me? <laughs> like, so so um I think Bill Belichick should feel good about it. And he's doing his due diligence. Um, and the Washington gig, that's who's who's in on uh the the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator. I think that's his job, is the Washington Commanders. Um, that 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 was the reports, I think, a week ago. We were talking about that earlier on the show. That'd Bill be Belichick good. should feel good. Is that what I said? Good.
2: Yeah, Not good great. about
1: his options. Not great, but, but good. Because you still gotta like go to get your delay. quarterback. You gotta get a quarterback in, in, in Atlanta. That's where you want to be. You gotta go get a quarterback. And now you could be potentially back in that same situation that you were, developing quarterback or quarterback. Like, you don't have that guy. That's why, you know, people kept saying that the Chargers were so attractive because you they, they feel like you had that guy in Justin Herbert, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know what BC said yesterday was like, well, Bill Belichick, he wants to be the guy that goes in there and build it from scratch, develop this and that. And I'm on the other end of the spectrum saying, no, bro, you already have. A huge sample size on, you know, how you win and and how you lose. You win when you got your quarterback. All the other stuff. Maybe he likes
3: that. Maybe he likes Bijan down in in Atlanta. Maybe he thinks that's a good starting point with Bijan. You get them a nice quarterback. Maybe he sees some real. Justin Fields. Yeah, see some pieces. He sees some potential out there. Here's
1: Here's what I realized. And this was going through Peyton Manning's process when he was leaving the Colts and I was in Miami. You know, and I would, I found myself like thinking I'm recruiting Peyton Manning. Like, who the hell are you? (laughs) Peyton Manning ain't listening (laughs) to your ass. But (laughs) I was, you know, you saw Peyton Manning go through it and what he was doing. He wasn't just looking at, you know, the uh, players that he had. You know, he was looking at ownership. He was looking at the same stuff we just talked about. You know, like, is this a healthy organization? Is there leaks? is it toxic he was looking at everything and for sure defense offensive line all those things so i think it's bigger than just like the players because players come and go and it's unfortunate i it, 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 you know i hate how they you know they just throw us to the side when they want to um or don't want to pay us when pro- production slip off of one year and the contract is already signed but players come and go and so yeah. we will see. I like Bill Belichick in Atlanta with who? Russell Wilson. You getting get
3: Russell yeah. Wilson? Let's ride. No, let's ride Russell down Atlanta, south. Though. Oh, no. <laughs> ATL. I think it'll be rough for Russ out there, honestly. Boy. I think it'll be rough for Russ out in Atlanta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to be like, instead that's of let's ride, ride, let's leave. Yeah, that's going to be a rough <laughs> ride out there in Atlanta, boy, because they're going to be relentless anytime oh don't let them mess up don't let them mess up oh,
1: it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter russell is bulletproof man russell going to go down there and deliver everything they
3: want okay All right, Atlanta if it's so. not denver and it is not seattle it's a different monster
2: <laughs> so let's actually do this fellas let's step off the field real quick and let's step into the booth so, Brandon, if you don't mind, I'm actually going to start with BC on this question. So, BC, you know the rapper Meek Mill, of course, mm-hmm. and you know what a feature is.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, Meek Mill came out on Twitter or X yesterday and said that he charges a quarter million dollars, quarter million, 250,000 mm-hmm. per verse. Yeah. So, what's the word? Meek charging a quarter
3: million dollars per verse is typical. I mean these big, these big rappers I mean that's what they that's what they be charging for these verses. You know what I mean? Okay, like, give they, us some they, insight. Um I mean when you get to that that stage they, yeah they charging 250 and above like that's So is that bottom for a guy of his stature that's you know right around the range. I mean some rappers might charge you 500 like a a, a little baby or something like that. A million 21 Savage, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like these dudes that 750 yeah, two fifty is not Damn. out. That's not out of the. So, so rank. give me an artist who's charging like a
2: hundred k. Like, who would that be? I mean, because I'm trying to get a, a a handle on like, is it the vets that get to charge more? Is it the hypeness, The hot.
3: If if you hot, not really so much the vets. The vets are not getting. They're not getting these bags unless you're like, Jay Z. You know what I mean? The vets. I see. the, the vets are the ones that are getting. You know. Taking the small bags when it comes to the features, but if you hot right now and Meek Mill is Meek Mill, right? But he's not even like the hottest in the game right now. So mm-hmm. two fifty is probably not. You know what I mean? Like that's that's probably that's on the crazy. Lowest, that's a that's on the that's, lower end.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> L- listen, <laughs> that's, crazy. that's look yeah, that's sixteen bars I, see, bars I did. feel like I feel like that's Meek has done a really good job of curating. Uh, his brand and his image Mm -hmm. and it's clear the lane that he's trying to go down he's trying he's taking a lot from hove business and trying to put himself in you know the right room surround himself with the right people but say stay as street as possible right okay and so you know you can see how he's moving he's he's building empire he's trying to do you know things that's bigger than music but staying relevant and being like this He's got premier, luxury, exclusive type vibe. Like, that's not what got him there. And I think that's what's causing his music to struggle a little bit. Like, we are not connecting with Meek as much. Like, what we loved about Meek was he was all the way ratchet. Yeah, he was. He was all the way the street. Yeah, yeah. In mm-hmm. the trenches. And now it's, like, sophisticated. And so I, I feel like, it, like everybody go through this. He's trying to figure it all out. But, like, Meek ain't – like, 250, you want a hit? Come on, BC, you know this, man. 250, you looking for a hit. You give 250 to – you know who you give it 250 to? You give it 250 to – and I know you said this might be on the low end, but I feel like this might be the right number, but that's J. Cole. I'm getting a
3: hit for two fifty. Kendrick Lamar, I'm getting a that's hit. More, Drake two fifty. They more than that. They, that's what that's what I was. Saying, he just though. said twenty one was a million. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna be more. 21's a million for a, a, I mean, a feature. I'm sure he's not getting that from everybody. You know what I mean? But I'm sure he's throwing that number around. I've heard him say he's throwing. You know, he would be throwing them numbers around like that for the for the features. You know that, what I'm no, saying? No. Yes. So, and that's, that's only. Count. You when, think
2: those are numbers are uh, fabricated?
3: Yes. Fabricated Damn. in a sense it depends because if it's a label paying for it, yeah, they're gonna charge the high number. Now, homie on the street going, he gonna take the brown paper bag and probably, you know, he might do he might do it for the 300, 250 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you're gonna do the how they be doing. <laughs> here, just take this money right here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'ma get on this future, <laughs> but when it's <laughs> when point. it's sanctioned that label shit, yeah, they're gonna charge the utmost what they could charge. Meek, yeah, two fifty. That's why you don't see a lot of you you don't see a lot of meek mill versus right now other than like with established rappers that can afford that type of shit, like you're not gonna get homie from down the block who's scraping up who want to get that Meek Mill feature. Yo, we want to get Meek on there. Like, nah, that's not gonna happen. He's not because he's not catering to that.
1: I, I paid. It? A, I paid. I paid an, an, an artist for a feature before. An artist back when I was playing for the Dolphins, Miami native.
3: Oh, you was doing. Uh, you was doing music.
1: My brother was. And I just had the money. Oh, okay, okay. And okay he wanted that. Okay. I said, "All right, bro." I, but I really was thinking that because I was so cool with this artist, I really was thinking, I really was thinking that he was going to do it for free. But he was like, he gave me a crazy <laughs> discount. But it was to your point. He was like, just you know, get that little brown paper bag over there. No something in it. Yeah, this is the number I'm thinking and then i'm good yeah so boom so i was like damn okay and at the time yeah i was like okay i get it and and so i had to do that and then it took about two to three weeks to get it all done but we got it it's on apple right now um y'all know who that artist is miami native miami native Miami native. I wasn't just the, I was in Miami playing for the Dolphins, 2011, 2000, 2010, 2011, and they was the hottest. At the, they was one of the hottest at that time. So 2008 to 2012, probably the biggest. Rick Ross, Rosé, 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 Rosé. You know how much I. You that was my, my. That's my homie. So you know how much I. You know it was just like a little love. It's like a little tip. He, you know, it was really love. It was yeah. a love tap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know how much? You guess.
3: What a hundred.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say a hundred. Mm. I'll say just to be different, uh, fifty thousand.
1: No, see, this is where Rick. Was did. So this he was he the was hottest, but he oh, yeah. he wasn't making he wasn't making as much money because there was there was this moment we were sitting there watching a national football game, We just meet him, in the crib, his mom somewhere in the back, and we're sitting there chilling, and. um actually smoked a little bit with him. It was my first time Ooh, smoking. Yes. That was a year I, you had to, I, tried, right? I tried it, I tried <laughs> yeah. it, I tried it. And he was just like, you know what, bro? There's only a few dudes in the industry really making money. He's like, all, all these albums, everything, all these hits that I put out so far, he's like, I'm just now getting to the money, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. boom, so I threw him 15. That was just a little love tap, oh, I threw him 15,000. Oh,
3: you, got, a, you nice. got the love. Yeah, you got love, you love, get the love. You, you love. ain't get the free, but yeah. you got the
1: love. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: But but Brandon, I did want to throw this out here. I did some, you know, me and my research. So there was a rumor in 2020 that Lil Baby was making 400 thousand a night on his concert, and I also looked up something on Drake, and there, he said a single arena concert record for one night, uh, and made five million dollars
1: in one night. Why you think I'm into the live stuff? why you think i'm but doing get, I'm, I'm iconic with cam and we doing uh <laughs>
3: ticket sale uh, they'll
1: probably do this two tour like think about it like they got ticket bro they making sales. money in these live money events on and tours if you do it right yes yes even in a podcast game you got like people like 85 south that's selling out arenas right, right.
2: 85 is right hilarious
1: they're getting 20 000 people to come bro paid do the man, like this is big, big nah, business. This is where sales, a lot man. of artists, right?
3: BC make a lot of their cash too. Yeah, this is where they mostly make the money. I mean, a lot yeah. of artists don't even make money off of, off of um, streaming the and deal. sales like that. They make their money touring, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they gotta go on the road. Them ticket sales is was you know, that's the hard ticket sales, you know what I mean? So you getting people go that's out right. there and spend $50 a ticket, $150 a ticket. Oh, don't even up. get into the
2: VIP on add the a, floor. Add, add,
3: Add it up, Added VIP it up, up don't don't get, don't get a little bit of the bar, you know what I mean? Don't start getting some Ugh. percentages of the bar and, 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 and all that, you know what I mean? You start getting into that, then it's, that's real money. And that's Fine, bro, I see out at the night right there. You're not waiting for a, a, a streaming service to calculate and tabulate and send you, you know what I'm saying, cents on a dollar. No, you're gonna right, get right, that right. money right there.
1: I see, I see, I see the vision, bro. You know, right now we just doing a couple hundred people in our in our shows, um, and it's like, you know, how do you get to a thousand successfully? Mm-hmm. How do you get to twenty five hundred? And it's like, do we want to go to ten? Do we want to go to twenty? Like, I see it, bro. Like, you gotta think about it. People are paying. If you take your family to, you know, a football game, let's say four of y'all, y'all spending probably. Fifty a thousand and fifty, twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. Right. Like tickets nowadays, good tickets is what $200, 250 yeah. bucks, right. something mm-hmm. like that. Right, right. and then I mean, you want to yeah. go get a hot dog, a forty dollar hot dog, or something crazy. <clears throat> so, like, just imagine, man, like people willing to pay that much to see, uh, you know, their favorite players play, but also have the same type of appetite to hear those stories that we talk about sometimes on these shows. So. I think there's a huge opportunity for athletes and podcasters uh, to do more live mm-hmm. events, but the, where, where, where people are going to uh, separate themselves. is not just taking it and just, okay, we're here and we're just going to talk in front of you guys. No, you got to put the whole experience together like right. these artists do. Right. The musical elements, the lighting, the different stages, right. all of that yes. BC, you yes. feel where I'm going?
3: Huh. hundred percent, hundred percent. You're making an Go. experience, you, gotta you know what I mean? Like make them come and spend that dollar to pause, come out
1: there to see pause you. Pause. Pause, pause, pause pause yeah guess yeah bc trying to slowly throw a couple out there make them come that's crazy whoa <laughs> BC, you <laughs> <you're> retired <BC. laughs> so anyways we're gonna go back to the court now we're gonna leave the booth
2: we're gonna leave that alone uh so we know guys the Olympics is coming up 2024 Olympics It's going to be in Paris, and we know who all is playing for gold on the basketball, the NBA basketball team for the Team USA. Uh, But we also know that Draymond Green will not be one of them. He wasn't on the roster to play in Paris, and many believe that he was snubbed due to his suspension recently. So what's the word? Dre being left off the Olympic team is?
1: Right. I mean, right. Right. Yeah. Ooh, the BC, BC got right. it right. Like, <laughs> right. Real, like real quick, BC is right. Because one, look, what you, what you're, what you're asking Draymond to do on these teams is to lead the way and be that scrappy guy. You know, you're not asking Draymond for buckets. So you don't need him from, from an offensive standpoint. League is filled with dudes that can do that. Right. He's last on the list when it comes to, you know, who you thinking about. And then from a leadership standpoint, like they could punch people. <laughs> punch, right. I'm talking crazy. He punching people the in the face. <laughs> yeah. He in people in the face and doing too much. You, no, nah, nah, uh, you're, you're distraction right now, yeah.
3: homie. You go. You're supposed to be out there representing America and the U.S. and the you know the country. You're not getting on the team <laughs> doing that, bro. It's over. Like, yeah. Hey, we,
2: we might need that. Yeah. Imagine they, the other this... team. The the the, the, the mm-hmm. Russian team coming out the court and they see Dream on there cracking his knuckles. Nah, they might not like that.
3: Nah, he's not be- he's not being a good represent. I mean, actually, really, <laughs> really, really, truly, if we're being honest, he is actually a good representation of America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Is. <laughs> he really is a good representation, but <laughs> from that, you know, from a basketball mm-hmm. standpoint, Olympic standpoint, then that plus, he's not a top tier all star player anymore. He like, he's not a he's yeah. not He's not giving you – he's not going to go out there and change the game, especially when you have options, other options, and you, have, you still have Durant. Now you have Embiid coming over to play for the U.S. team. You know what I mean? Now Embiid's going to be on the U.S. team. I don't need Draymond, no disrespect. Like, Draymond's good. He's done what he's done. But, yeah, we can <laughs> do without Draymond on the Olympic squad. We got enough talent. We got enough defense. I, I, I think it's the right decision.
2: Would you guys like to hear some of the names –
1: Please, let's see who uh, made it or oh. who wanted to do it. We should say that, right? Actually, sorry. That's part of the challenge, too. Some list of these
3: dudes movies. don't want to be doing it. Yeah. I mean, you got Halliburton going to be there, Duran, I believe. I think Braun coming back for one. He coming yeah, back. Yeah, they really? have a
2: list of names. They have yeah. Bam, Jared Allen, Paolo, Benchero, yeah, Desmond but... Bain, mm-hmm. Devin Booker, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, James Harden, Josh Hart, LeBron James is on the list, Kawhi, even Chris Paul is there, Trey Young.
1: So there's a lot Paris. of names the on here. The boys want to go to Paris. <laughs> if it was anywhere else, the boys. Yeah, this place is, is a, a great place, but they'd
3: rather go to Paris. Olympics in uh, Paris, yeah, they're like, oh, man, it's, it's a party. Right. <laughs> like Braun, yo, you already uh, got Paris... gold. Like, like Braun, what you doing, man? You could give that spot to somebody else. What are you still out here running chasing the Olympics for?
1: <laughs> right. Yo, yeah. I, yo, uh, Paris is so dope when the culture shows up, man. Like I was out there last year for the first time for Paris Fashion Week. And um it was amazing, dog. Like I I can't even describe it. What is Paris? I love Paris. Paris. Have you been to Paris?
3: Never been. I've been to Europe, but not Paris. I've been to Paris, but I haven't been during one of those moments, one of those events. Yeah. Where it was like a fashion week or something like that. I just went on the humbug and um, had a great time.
1: Yeah. Even without Paris is phenomenal, you know, without the events, right? Like, Or something going on. But that was my, you know, I was going to Paris for a couple of years, just going and hanging out and visiting. But then to go for fashion week, that was a totally different experience. But no, Paris is beautiful, bro. It really is. Um, the more you go, the more you fall in love with it. Like your first experience, you could you could, it's like, you know, super romantic, dope, you know, and then you see all the history, whatever. So you can go there and love it, or you can go there and be like all right i don't need to go back you know i've seen everything i need to see but if you keep showing up i truly believe you, the more you fall in love with like when you really get to know paris and know yeah. your way around paris bro yeah it's dope yeah Woo! have you traveled out the country yet
2: oh man i'm an experienced traveler i've been to jamaica like 13 times i um also traveled to puerto rico i've traveled to europe um, I've been to Amsterdam Where in your re, uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam, I've been to uh like London and I believe I went to yeah, I went to Mexico. So I've been I've been I'm a traveler. I did a lot of Where, traveling your, once I hit my twenties. What's
1: your what's your favorite place? California. And it
2: used to be New York, but California just has a mystique about it that I love. And also the, just love cinema.
3: Out of all those countries out of those countries, California was your favorite?
2: No, he said my favorite trip, oh. like my favorite trip or destination would be California. Um, Jamaica would probably be internationally. Just that's home for me. I love when I mm-hmm. go to Jamaica. I just put on slippers. I walk around. I see. I see the majority of my family because most of them live there. So Jamaica would probably be my number one d- destination.
1: Mm. Mm. What about you, BC? Yeah, I've been the dopest. Oh, man. I said, hey, we, hey you know been, I'm always going to clown, but we talk about Paris and London. That boy, I say, what was your favorite? He said, Cali. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it's like, no, nah, man, Cali's cool, but yeah. no, nah, I mean, I've been to yeah. Dubai. But y'all traveled, yeah. I've been to China, Japan, Philippines, Panama, Jamaica. You know, B.C.? B.C., a traveler. France, Spain.
1: Um, What you doing over there at these places and who you going with? None of your
3: business. (laughs) 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 I mean, I just been traveling. You know, I've come from a traveling, you know, my mom's always make sure we doing doing shit and then I just like to get out there. So I'll be in these, these, catching these trips and going in these spots. So, um, I don't know, man. My favorite, I really like Spain.
1: I haven't but, been, I haven't, yeah, but, I haven't gone to Spain. I, I passed through Spain to get to yeah,
3: Portugal, like M- Madrid and like the coastline of Caceres and all that. Like this, this coast there. Portugal was nice too, but I. Damn, you've been, been everywhere. Been, you've
1: been more places than, all, me and Andrew combined.
3: Yeah, that boy's been out. I've been, I've been around. been out there, man. I've been blessed. I've been blessed enough to to been able to travel and yeah, stuff that like is that. A I really do like traveling, but um, yeah. So I don't your know, mom I like was Tokyo. the person. Huh?
1: So your mom was the person that uh, like introduced you guys to exploring and traveling. Yeah,
3: yeah. Because my mom's she liked to travel, and then she worked for the airline too. So you know she always made sure we got to to get out there and um, travel. So since I was young, I started doing the traveling. But the the big spots, like the big fly spots and stuff, like I did all of that. Like within the last like ten, fifteen years, like the Dubai. I was went to Dubai and like. 2014 before you know it was like ah everybody's go to Dubai. Dubai yeah yeah right right mm-hmm. no, mean, right. But it's, it's cool though. Sounds
1: good. Well listen me. guys this is Thursday Um, this is our Friday Uh, we will be back Monday and we'll have a lot to talk about. Some big stuff to talk about right. Andrew like we got championship weekend obviously there's basketball in the And then also in the world of sports, you never know what the hell is going to happen. Two thousand six, two thousand and to two thousand six to two thousand nine, we could have come back Monday, be like, "Damn, B. Morris just got arrested!" (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Hey, y'all have a good weekend.
3: (laughs) Like B. Morris crashed out, man, got arrested, wild out.
1: He got arrested on the slopes. Everybody be safe. (laughs) Nobody get arrested. No drinking and driving take care of yourself. Life is short. Life is beautiful. You know, we're, we're entering and we're in 2024. This is the year of abundance. If you want it, go get it. We love you guys. This is paper route. This is BC in the booth, uh, Brandon Marshall, and also Andrew the giant out.